You're listening to Tara Lynn's A Geek Saga podcast. This episode features audio from a previously aired live video webcast. Hi, I'm Tara Lynn of Geek Saga Entertainment, and welcome to Endings and Beginnings, the third and final episode of my 2002 Walt Disney World College Program 20-year reunion series. In this episode, I will be talking about the end of my summer program and chatting with my guests about how their fall 2002 experiences might have differed from mine in the fall of 2001. So real quick, why don't we go around the room here? You guys can reintroduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Kelly. Um, I did the Fall Advantage program in 2002. I have Instagram. It's kellyann8783. Haven't posted on there in a while, but I am on there all the time. (laughs) <laughs> watching people's stories so all right Donovan back right, back, hey. to, back for the first time since May <laughs> back for blood um or not <laughs> but uh <laughs> I heard a lesser train of thought uh hey Jonathan Alvanch 2002 worked at Epcot at Innoventions from Rochester New York and I am Maria and I did the fall 2002 program I was a custodial hostess at Epcot in Future World West. So right next door to Jonathan in lots of different ways. Both lived in Vista Way. Yep. And we're right next to each other on this too. (laughs) All right. And as I already mentioned, I'm Tara. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Geek Saga and on the web at geeksaga.com. Also, don't forget that I now have a Patreon with 10 tiers ranging from $1 a month to $40 a month. It offers tons of ways to support us and receive some great perks in return. I also just recently upgraded slash updated some of the tiers, added a couple different perks for the uh, $3 and up and I believe $10 and up tiers. And those include special access to early podcast episodes of my upcoming House of the Dragon series, which will be an episode by episode podcast series called Hot D Takes. And you can check that out at patreon.com slash geeksaga underscore entertainment. Okay, get into uh, some college program chat now outside of my normal geeky stuff. If you missed episodes one and two of of this series, definitely check those out to hear all about how Jonathan and Kelly ended up on the college program. I'm sure some of that will come up in this episode, but right now it's Rhea time. As a first time guest, can you give us some background on how you decided to do the Walt Disney World College program? And also we can just lump this all together, like how you you decided to do it and also what you remember about your check-in experience, job assignment, training, all, all that good, the real beginnings stuff. All right, fantastic. So I was a freshman at Kent State University in Kent, Ohio, and I was aggressively lonely as a college freshman. The transition from high school to college for me was pretty rough. And it was the spring of my freshman year. And I remember trudging across campus and I saw somebody drew some Mickey ears in chalk on the sidewalk. I thought, huh, okay, that's interesting. And then a few steps past that, you see, you know, student union, March 3rd, 8 p.m. Some, some presentation. 
And then I caught sight of some flyers, which I may still have because I am a millennial woman. I scrapbooked and I saw this flyer telling me all the details. And I thought, okay, this really sounds cool because I've been a Disney fan since I was a little girl. I had been to Disney World a handful of times, the most recent time of which would have been only about two years prior. And I wanted to hear what it was all about. So I went to the presentation and it was probably a good 50 students in there at least because Kent State was a pretty big school and uh, there were several recruiters and we did it cattle call style. And so there was probably about four, four people to one recruiter. And I remember just answering some basic questions uh, about my, my personality and my preference. And I remember distinctly that I, um, I said costuming sounded fun. Oh, costuming. I love stage and performing and shows. And I did some of that in high school. And the recruiter, she's like, you know, <laughs> and anybody who remembers knows that costuming was basically where the cast members went to pick up their costumes. It really had nothing to do with stage production. So it was, it was dry cleaning and laundry really. And so she, um, she took down my preferences and let's see. So according to my flyer, that was March 6th. And I still have my offer letter from March 13th. Yeah, you do, but mine's not I in have, a scrapbook. It's in a folder. Um, so. I found I mine all, too. All yep. Oh, you did find it. I did you, did you bring your offer letter down with you? I don't did you bring your offer letter down maybe? with you just in case? Possibly. Oh, I had all that Possibly. in a folder in my backpack <laughs> just in case. I heard just like in case I couldn't find my name. Thing. No, it's right here. It <laughs> sounds like a very type A thing I would have done. Honestly, I just don't remember. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I just, but I, I hung on to that letter and, uh, but it was only about a week later that I got the offer, talked to my parents about it and, uh, made a decision within a pretty short time that I was going to do this. I saw it as a way out <laughs> of, uh, of a you know depressing lonely uh, experience on campus, and the only misgiving that I had, and that my parents also had, obviously, was, "What do you mean you're taking a semester off of school? What like that? That's not part of the plan." <laughs> you, wait, can you get college credit for it? And unfortunately, I did not have quite the same experience that Jonathan did with his advisor. Mine had no idea what to do with me, and sent me all the way up to the dean of the school. And I had to get permission from him. And I was not given any sort of independent study credit uh, or anything. They they really acted like they had never even heard of the program, which, to be fair, it wasn't that old yet. So um, I did end up taking one of the courses, but it was not for college credit. So anyway, um, I wish I had done fall advantage sometimes because... I really didn't have anything keeping me in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is where I'm from, over the summer. So I just agonized for the next, let's see, that was March. My check-in was August 7th. So like the next five months were pure agony of just waiting. <laughs> like, okay, here we go. And then finally, it was time, there's more scrapbook here, to take... <laughs> An air tram flight. Yes, oh my gosh, you're not the only one. I have mine too. 
faded. I can barely even read it anymore. Hey, hey, yeah. Uh, Man, my scrapbooks are lame as fuck compared to y'all. <laughs> I don't even have a scrapbook. I have a box. The first few pages are done. That's it. Yeah, I, I do have them, but they're I mean, yeah. they're, they're packed away in a container in South Carolina. I, oh, that's I'm so not funny. Right now, but yeah, they're, mine are lame as fuck compared to yours. But I, I, maybe that's like the 2001 to 2002 difference. Maybe it is because I know that at least one of my roommates did also put yeah. together an elaborate scrapbook. <laughs> Yeah, same flyer. That's yeah. that is great. Yeah, I I poured my heart and soul into this thing, but well after I came home. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, something that I did within a very short time of getting my offer letter was just start looking for online resources, and I don't even know what it was. It it wasn't Google back then. I don't remember what it was. Alta Vista, Yahoo. And next thing I know, I stumble into websites like WDW Info and CP Info and just started connecting with other people through message boards, which led to AOL Messenger chat rooms, mm-hmm. which led to me uh, meeting people like this Yahoo over here, <laughs> Zach48. <laughs> Oh man, I was right at the wrong point. I'm no, actually I, a big fan see, of the see, Pokemon. You're on, you're on my right, way. so I could oh, do yeah. that. <laughs> it's all backwards. <laughs> um, and so through through again through all of that, I was able to meet a lot of people online from all over the country, and pretty quickly, I actually created a website, probably on GeoCities, and people could go and leave their name, what school they were coming from, what their hometown was, and um, what their check-in date was, and maybe whether or not they were over or under 21, because... Uh, wellness apartments. I, I know that was a new thing our year in 2000 or yeah, 2002. Uh, having the wellness apartments. So at the time, I was 18 turning, I'm sorry, 19 turning 20. So it's definitely in a wellness apartment. And a lot of the people that I had met online and through this database and in chat rooms uh, and following people's live journals like Tara, which is how I like knew that she also was a person on the college program. Although that was, that was well after I didn't have yeah. to do that before, but yeah, like that's, it, it's so funny that I met you through live journal because you knew Jonathan and Jonathan and I were friends through that's the, the message board and you guys were friends because of Star Trek or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I think it started in the AIM chat room. Well, we, well, we were friends with the CP alumni. Yeah. We we're friends because of the CP site or, Yes. Yeah. This, so through all um, of these, because of that site, and the aim chats yeah. and nightly aim chats. And um, so by the time I got to Florida, I came a day early and I organized a check-in party for about 30 to 35 CPs whose check-in day was August 7th. We showed up on the 6th. We went to, um, what is that jungle themed restaurant in downtown Disney? Uh, Rainforest Cafe. Uh, Rainforest yeah. Cafe. It's a Rainforest Cafe. And 
every, you know, people meeting each other in person, like, oh, oh, I'm Rhea Lucia, you know, like, hey, you know, meeting people that we had been chatting with all summer because we were all checking in on the seventh. And there were three girls in particular that I had um, had a really friendly rapport with all summer. And we agreed ahead of time, like, hey, let's try to be roommates because we heard that you could request roommates. And so when August 7th came, uh, you know, we all came to Vista Way. And uh, I re- do remember sort of the the factory <laughs> conveyor belt of you take your packet. Hold on. <laughs> you take your packet. You get your stamps. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you get all of this information. Yeah. See, Kelly knows what's up. And you go from one station to the next to get, you know, all the way checked in. And the three other girls and I stayed together. So we made sure that we were able to be roommates in Vista Way 2705. <laughs> uh, not that we chose the number, but that was the number we ended up with. And then we had a three bedroom apartment. So there were two other girls there who also knew each other. They were um, actually sorority sisters at the same school and they came down together. And so we all ended up together. And I just have this recollection of, you know, picking bedrooms, claiming our spaces. And then we just sat around and talked for a couple of hours and First place we went was to Epcot. The it was the four of us who knew each other from online. We went to Epcot. We rode test track. We got a picture and we came home. And that was pretty much day one. That was check-in. Unlocked a lot of memories. <laughs> yeah. So you said you were in custodial. Did you because I was it was it one of those things where if you were in operations, like you were assigned operations in your letter, but you could be no, no. I think custodial was was straight up custodial. Yes, it did say in my offer letter, custodial hostess. Okay, okay, yeah. Because yeah. operations covered a lot of things, um, mm-hmm. including parking attendant. Uh, oh, as well, yeah. As well as um, front gate, yeah, attractions. front gate, yeah. and front gate. any kind yeah. of attraction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, right. Yeah. So Jonathan and I both got lucky and that we were assigned operations and it's one of those like oh please it's the good kind of other operations is yeah, the good yeah, kind I mean, of other none of them are bad none of them are bad jobs but i don't think i would have like parking i don't think i could have done parking because i have Hmm. Well, it, I've, I've gotten used to it now because I've lived in the South for so long, but like mm-hmm. I was from Connecticut and extreme heat caused me a lot of problems. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, so, so you were, I mean, it's good that they were at least honest that you're getting custodial because let's be real, mm-hmm. that's not exactly the poshest job. So not what a do glamour you remember? job. Yeah. What do you remember <laughs> from like, you know, Get it, getting to getting into like Epcot, doing the uh, what it was it Days of Discovery or something? Uh, Discovery Day. Three days. Hey, yeah. So I seem to recall that we would have we wouldn't have found out what our site was until maybe it was that first check in day. That much. 
It's a, yeah, it actually says it on my little. I thought it was the second check-in bag. Uh, no, it's it was on the check-in packet where it has your name, your arrival day, your oh. departure day, your traditions day, like all of that. And mm-hmm. it says custodial hostess, Epcot, uh, imagination mm-hmm. custodial, which I didn't know what that meant until I showed up to my, uh, you know, on the job training. Um, actually the first part of which was at the magic kingdom. So the first couple of days we had, if you're in custodial, you have to take the bloodborne pathogens class. You have to know how to talk about vomit appropriately. Protein spill. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, attractions had to learn, had to learn some of that mm-hmm. stuff too. I imagine then, there was some overlap. Yeah. 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 And, and it wasn't until we had to learn days. where to shove best in the event of a tornado. Oh, I didn't get to learn that part. Interesting. Yeah. We, yeah. Makes sense uh, with attraction. There, there are tunnels under this, oh. and that's where uh, the tornado shelter was. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's I your seat. That's your seat evacuation. <laughs> gotcha. I remember being a little bit bewildered because I had only been to Epcot for the first time two years earlier when I was a much younger kid. I did go to Disney World with my family, but we only went to the Magic Kingdom. So I, I, I knew it existed, but I really didn't know anything about it except like, oh, that's the one with the big golf ball. And it sound the premise sounded kind of boring to me, to be honest. I wasn't all that interested. And when I went in 2000 with my parents, I really don't remember anything about that experience. Um, so getting there and actually getting the tour and getting to know the history of the park. Uh, I'll just fast forward to the end. It became my favorite park of all time, but that, See, you know, half as much nostalgia as anything else. Because Epcot is my favorite park and it's the only one I've not worked at. And yeah. it was my favorite park from the first time we went to Disney when I was not quite 10 years old. Wow. I loved the world showcase. Oh, I loved Horizons too. I don't know if anybody else or well, I guess I missed I that. Yet. It was yeah, it was closed yeah. by the time we got there. That was but, back in '96. Yeah, but like, I mean, I'm I'm talking night the summer of '92, I believe, is when I went to. It was like August of '92 when I went to Disney with my family for the first time, and mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah, I was the nerd kid who was like <laughs> my favorite. Like obviously, I love well, Animal Kingdom didn't exist, mm-hmm. uh, and Hollywood well, MGM was it was kind of nothing at that point. There were like three rides there. It was very 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 small. Um, it was like Backlot Tour, Great Movie Ride, and. Indiana Jones, like Tower wasn't there, Coaster was none of that stuff was there. Wow. Right? Yeah, but yeah, I I I freaking loved the World Series. Like I just I remember being so obsessed with Epcot, and it's the only park I haven't worked at, so I hate all. Of you. I hate all three of you. That's too funny. I think if I had known about the World Showcase, I would have been more interested. But the way that it was. Um, ever always explained to me was really more about future world which i thought like eh, i don't know i was i was just so into the magic kingdom i couldn't be bothered so <laughs> <laughs> it was a complete surprise to me to work at epcot and uh absolutely love it so much so that like this is also a prominent feature page in my scrapbook <laughs> I think mm-hmm. a certain familiar face is in there somewhere, Jonathan. 
What? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So that was, and imagination as it turned out to be was my home base was the imagination pavilion, which we all just said, I imagine. Oh, you know, I, I work in IMAG and that just meant that's where I clocked in. That's where I went to uh, was it cast CDS cast deployment system. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. My locker was there. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yes. So just, just like a random aside, CDS worked really well at pirates and it actually worked pretty well at, uh, Pizza Fari, which is where I worked the summer of 2002, it did not work hardly at all when I was a manager uh, for Sunset Ranch Market in uh-huh. Hollywood Studios. I, mm-hmm. I still have trouble. I, I still have to think about it before I'm like, it's not. <laughs> um, yeah. Me, but yeah, it didn't really. Me, and I think that was a part of it was that there were like too many employees. Anyone mm-hmm. can have 80 employees on mm-hmm. deck, right? And wow. 13 locations so mm-hmm. we had people who were cds like they they were regular cast members but they got like a little bit of a pay bump and they would get assigned to work cds for the day and they basically had to figure out who needed to go on break and stuff like that because it could not handle uh that number of cast members and that number of locations it was it's so crazy because the previous few places I worked, Pirates was so few people working there, even on busy days. And then huh. even even Pizza Fari, even though it was a restaurant, it wasn't mm-hmm. one of those big volume restaurants like Electric Umbrella or mm-hmm. uh, Cosmic Rays or you know Sunset Ranch Market. Yeah. It worked for us. But yeah, it's 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 so weird that I went from being like, yes, yeah, CDS, it works, to being like, oh, CDS is the devil. CDS is the devil and I hate it. <laughs> Although there were there were times when I was at Pirates, especially where I'd get there and work like an hour and it would send me on my 45 minute lunch. And it's like, are you kidding me right now? I've got like, like I, I, if I go on this lunch right now, I've got like six to eight more hours of work after this, you assholes. With like, <laughs> oh gosh, CDS. I wonder if it's still called that, honestly. I don't, I, I honestly don't is, know. But we didn't get it until the last two months of my program. Like before that, I mean, really, our location was pretty well oiled. You know, there were only four people that worked uh, communication stream forms. So it was once we were fully staffed, break started and it just ran. Like we, we didn't really have a need for CDS and then they put it in anyways. And we were like, okay, well, I guess I, sorry, I'm not giving you a break. I have to go like sweep for five minutes. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I forgot that it, see it, it never gave us those assignments at Pirates, but it did give, I remember it giving me those assignments at, uh, Animal Kingdom, and we were when they when it gave us assignments like that, we were supposed to go talk to the managers because it was like, hmm. do you really need me to speak for for fifteen minutes, or do you want me to actually relieve somebody who needs a break? But that was hmm. super rare. So, hmm. okay. So on that note, now that we're all caught up, it's time to wrap up our summer two thousand two experiences. I just want to go back to as Kelly and I talked about in episode two. 
wet, hot Walt Disney World summer. Lol. Still super <laughs> proud of that episode title. <laughs> FYI. Uh, the last month or so of my summer college program was mostly spent hanging out with someone from my 2001 program who was visiting the area. Uh, and I was basically just going back and forth to Sarasota and doing crazy fun stuff around mm-hmm. Orlando. And of course, Kelly and I talked quite a bit about what she did also, because some of it was stuff that we did together, going to going to eight seconds and our <laughs> friend, our friend almost not getting in because she didn't have her ID for some reason mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But Jonathan, since you weren't on that episode, and Maria, since you're new, uh, we'll start with Jonathan. What What about you? Any major highlights from the rest of the summer, like June, July, early August? (sighs) Oh, boy, this is fun. Summer loving had me a blast. Summer loving happened so fast. Um, (laughs) Met some girls. Crazy for me. Met some girls. Summer dreams just went drifting away. Oh, those summer nights. Wow, that was... Right now, I didn't even think that up. That was passed away. No, that was that was that was like yeah, right on spot. Yeah, let's see. Summer was awesome. Uh, met a lot of great people. Highlights, uh, it rained a lot. Um, I got a lot of socks, like super gross, having to walk <laughs> through it through like the Lake Epcot. Um, Mm-hmm. where test track was every single time because Rhea wasn't there cleaning up um, the leaves out of the uh, trains. So it obviously flooded and we had to use like a fucking canoe to get past it every night at nine o'clock. So went through like a lot. It was really wet. Um, let's see. There was that. I discovered uh, Moroccan food. With, so that's how I discovered couscous. And the Morocco Pavilion was that summer because they had 50% off uh, dining there if you were a cast member. And uh, a lot of good memories of just if you were working t- till 9 or 9.30, you could um, realistically get into the back, change, so change in wardrobe to your street clothes, then go out the exit with the rest of the guests, take the monorail to TTC, TTC to Magic Kingdom, and you would get to Magic Kingdom as Spectral Magic was going down Main Street, which was great because that meant that all the guests were watching that stupid parade and you could go on <laughs> Splash Mountain with almost no weight at night. I like that parade. And it was fantastic. And if you timed it even better, you could uh, be going on Splash while the Fall Fantasy in the Sky was going. And then you would just get an ice cream Sunday on main street and watch all the super tired, super exhausted families uh, leave the park with their screaming children thinking, I'm never going to do this. And then 20 years later, what do you do? They go and take your little children to Magic Kingdom. And they're taking your two daughters. <laughs> but it's different okay. because it's my children and their angels yeah. sometimes. And I've got exploded. I forgot about that. Wait, Wait what? Did you guys talk about I've got exploding? No. So, no. Remember that? Remember that day where Epcot, where Epcot closed because like a transformer oh. blew up. Yeah. At the site. A spaceship. And Earth. so like everyone who worked, you no, know, it was like powered like half the park that this transformer was responsible for. So they're like, well, 
we can't really open up Epcot. So parks closed for the day. Suck it, guests. Uh, cast you have the day off. And it was also mm-hmm. like the hottest day of the year. And so all of us CPs, we all went in the pool on the hottest day of the year, which meant that the water was super hot, which meant it wasn't like fun at all. I mean, it was great <laughs> <right> there, but <laughs> just the pool was like the worst pool experience in my life. Like the water was so warm. It wasn't even like up level it was like just people it, soup it was bad and of course my mom thought yeah, it pretty much was pretty much was and then my mom thought i died in that explosion because i didn't call her like that morning telling her that i was safe and so she thought that i was the one working on the power systems for these massive transformers and it exploded killing me uh, a la star trek next generation <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't hear about that. It would have happened before I was there, obviously. I can't. Believe- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember that day. I don't, but that might have been I after remember. I left. Also, I do uh. remember because I remember some of my coworkers went. They went to work at different parks, but I just got the day off. I was like, cool. Oh, <laughs> but, that was yeah. always the nice thing about Epcot, though, was that its hours didn't change, unlike Magic Kingdom. Oh, it's so consistent. One of my roommates worked at the Emporium on the Magic Kingdom, like right there. And so mm-hmm. her hours could be anywhere from, you know, like two in the afternoon to 10 o'clock at night or later, especially around holiday times. But yeah, it, it, back then mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom was the same way. Like hours, yeah. hours, and 40. hours, well, and where I worked, especially it was like the earliest, I, there could be shifts that started at eight if you mm-hmm. were one of the prep chefs. So I definitely had a few of those, but because mm-hmm. I, I mostly did prep chef stuff, but yeah, it, it was no matter what, I was never working past six because our restaurant closed at five. So yeah. Even even yeah. with like a dinner rush at the last minute, I, I I never got out there past six fifteen. And they also didn't want you getting out of there late because they didn't want to have to pay you overtime. So there's that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so what about you, Maria? When you what what was your check in date again? August sixth? So August seventh. Oh, seven. Yeah. Ah, close. Yeah. So you, were, you came literally like days after I left. So ah, what, like the, okay. first, the first like few weeks of your program mm-hmm. were still, I mean, obviously it's still summer till September. Yeah. Whatever. But before kids go back to school and stuff, like what do you remember from your first few weeks? Was that any different from like what, how it progressed oh. in the fall? You know, I do remember it was still pretty crowded. Um, like I was saying, our first custodial on the job training days were at the Magic Kingdom. And that was probably for a good reason because it was very crowded. And so we had to kind of see this is what it's like to clean a bathroom when there's a hundred people flowing in and out of it in a short time span. And you just learn to get in and get out and like get what you need done regardless of whether it is uh you know at capacity day or it's the middle of September and that's the funny thing is you know first few weeks were busy 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 even at Epcot and then like around Labor Day it just slowed right on down and that was probably the golden period where especially when you had friends at different attractions throughout the park you could say I don't know go on Space Mountain and I'll just go right on it again because it was so slow that if you had a buddy there, they just let you stay on. 
uh, sometimes. And maybe that also depends on how lax they, the management was or how much you could really get away with that because of the mechanics of the ride. But it went from um, pretty big crowds to thinning out, of, of, you know, and slowing down a little bit all through September. And it was, it was a lot. I mean, it was kind of intimidating learning, you know, the, the lingo, making sure you're consistently, <laughs> I was a big fan of the open palm as opposed to the two finger point myself. <laughs> so I, I usually, I ended up giving a lot of directions like, okay, you go through the breezeway and you take a left and then you'll see the monorail, get on the monorail. That's where you go see Mickey and Minnie's castle, which is what people would sometimes call <laughs> the castle or, you know, So Rhea, you get, how many times did people ask you for a fast track? Uh, not that often, uh, actually, probably because there weren't any big thrill rides oh. on Future World West side. Now, if I was out east where Test Track actually was, mm -hmm. or uh, was it fast? Can I get a fast pa test pass for Fast Track? Fast mm -hmm. I got a lot of questions about where Fast Track was. They ask all the time. Where's nope. Fast Track? Test pass for the Fast Track. Yeah, right. Through the breezeway, go nope. straight. Being at Interventions, you, we also ran a tip board, and you know, right next to pin central so you would get all the mm -hmm. hey where's my test pass for the fast track and oh yep there's right through the breezeway two fingers right through the breezeway make a right right in front of you have a great mm -hmm. time let me circle some other things on this map for you okay have a great day here at Epcot. yep I, I want to also, kelly we'll get into the end of your summer as well but real quick i'll dive into my bullshit honestly <laughs> so my the, the very end of my program uh toward the end of july just as things are wrapping up because <laughs> this is like the mm, not good part my apartment became this like super it was it was it had been like kind of toxic and hostile off and on like all summer but it became an even more toxic and hostile environment at the end we had like we had this one roommate who just all summer had been turning the air conditioning down literally to the lowest it could possibly go. And, and I had to, we talked about this in, I think it was in my episode with Kelly, but it could have been the first episode as well, where I had to buy an extra comforter so cold in my apartment. So I had to buy another comforter and whatever. It, it had been a long summer, let me tell you. And the few times I was sleeping in my apartment, cause it was very few, it, got worse and worse. And then it all came to a head on my last night there when the problematic roommate and another roommate who I think it was like her immediate roommate started screaming at our friend of Mickey Mouse roommate at like 3.30 in the morning for throwing mm -hmm. out some of their expired food that was in the fridge. Like this is my last night, right? And it woke me up, them screaming at her, woke me up and I had to stomp out into the common area and have it out with them because, again, like I said, they were the ones who kept messing with the air conditioning, leaving leaving pots full of cooked food sitting on the stovetop for days. Like, just... Yeah. Um, and also, how, how is someone supposed to know that they shouldn't toss expired food when we were all supposed to be moving out the next day and had to clean up, you know? 
So yeah, it was, it, that was, that was like my last night there. And I had to drive the next day, by the way, I had to drive to, I think, Virginia the next day. So that was a miserable, like last night experience. However, aside, aside from that, the very end of my summer was great. I had gone to PI with some of my college program people and randomly ran into some of my full-time Pirates co-workers from fall 2001, who I hadn't seen all summer, but they were there and I was there with some of my CP friends. And so I randomly ran into them. We got back in touch. And to be honest, that's why we're still in touch, like why I'm still in touch with some of these people to this day, which is crazy because fall 2001, the full-timers, like I did there wasn't really any good way to figure out how to keep in touch with them. So randomly mm -hmm. running into them was great. And then as soon as I was done with work for good, which I think I had the last like three or four days of my college program off. So as soon as I was done with work for good, I went and got my tongue pierced. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my friend, Amanda, who is one of Kelly's roommates had her tongue pierced and I had my belly button pierced. So she went with me to get my tongue pierced. And then like a couple days later, I went with her to get her belly button pierced <laughs> because these are the things you do in 2002, I guess. You know, that's funny because I have a picture from my freshman year of college and I was on the color guard squad and there were no fewer than four or five girls who had their tongues pierced. And in high school, I knew a lot of girls who had their belly buttons pierced. And that's a thing I forgot that we just did. Yeah. So now yeah. there are 40 year olds walking the earth who are like, I, I mean, I, I don't here. have mine anymore. Yeah. Because, like 14 years, 14 years later, I finally had to get rid of it. Not even for work or whatever, because I, I went back and worked for Disney. Oh yeah. I remember that. Manager, and, and I would just take it out. I had, I had a clear plug, I think actually that mm -hmm. I would put in, but when I was like, 35 or 36, like 2016, 2017, it got to a point where I, I was using, it was a metal barb plastic balls and mm -hmm. I swallowed the plastic ball like twice in the course of like a year. <laughs> and I, that had never happened before. So I have no idea what the hell I was doing in my sleep. Cause it was always in my sleep, by the way. Yeah. Thank God the bar always stayed through my tongue. Right? <laughs> but so I, I took, I took that out, but also that's bad for your gums, children. It's bad for your gums. It, it, huh. it, even when you have the plastic ones, it wears away at the back of your gums. So it's, oh. it's, bad, for, it's bad for your gums. So yeah, eventually I had to check that out. Don't, don't oh. have a tongue pierced anymore. But, um, you know, so that was just like, that was like a fun thing that mm -hmm. my friend and I got to do together. Like she didn't have her belly button pierced. I didn't have my tongue pierced. So we switched off, you know, it's cool. My friend from Connecticut who had actually driven down uh, at the beginning of the summer with me, flew down to Orlando to drive back with me. We went to the parks for a day and then like, bam, it was over. And looking back now, it felt like I was there forever at the time. But I looked up the dates and it was May 22nd to August. It was either first, second, or third. I think it was August 2nd. So two months That's and barely two months. Yeah. yeah. Two months and 10 days, which is crazy because nowadays two months seems like no time at all. Mm -hmm. Like absolutely no time at all. I, I will say this before we touch on like the end of Kelly's summer and get into y'all's experiences in the fall. 
if I hadn't gone back on that summer program and I complained about being in foods, right? Like I didn't actually have a bad foods experience. Like working at, first of all, working at Animal Kingdom, the hours weren't bad. Second of all, Mm -hmm. I was prep chef most of the time. So I rarely had to be like front and center with people. Mm-hmm. I never worked register. They didn't even, there was like one college program kid who'd been there since the beginning of like since January who had eventually been trained for a register, but it was a lot of full-time people that did register there. So I, I rarely had to deal with people, which isn't like, I like being with people. I loved it at pirates, et cetera, but in foods, things. <laughs> but the fact that I got that job made it easier for me to come back as a seasonal cast member, which I did uh, for winter breaks, spring breaks, summer breaks throughout college and just after until they kind of, until it got really difficult to be a seasonal cast member, which was like 2005 or so that they changed it. But it was because I worked in foods that I ended up with a management Uh, position. That makes a lot of sense. I never never would have ended up, it, it is nearly impossible to just walk into management at Disney when you've just been an attractions cast member. Like those attractions managers have been there for freaking ever. Wow. But I got my management job because it was in foods and I'd been in foods. And I, obviously there were other things like clearly I was a good candidate and they liked me and I did a great, I mean, I'm, I, I hate to, you know, pat myself on the back, but <laughs> I like excelled at everything they put in front of me. Like when we went through oh, all the, when we went through all the restaurant management tests and everything. I got like one hundreds on everything and they were like, Oh, nobody gets a hundred. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is like common sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, so it, it was because of that, that I ended up with that management experience, which was also an amazing freaking experience. And I, I wouldn't have had that if I had been trying just for like an attractions management job, like years later. So I am in the end, very grateful for being stuck quote unquote in quick service restaurants by summer of 2002. Now, okay, so Kelly, real quick, the end of your summer, like end of July, August, whatever, before before the before the big, you know, everybody's back in school, the summer's over type of thing. Did you have any interesting experiences? I mean, not not really. I I don't I mean, I don't really remember the the end. I mean, I remember like you leaving and then um, I don't know, just random stuff. I I remember I used to um, Ryan and I used to go to freaking Steak and Shake at like three in the morning because we were bored. <laughs> We'd just be like, "Oh, we're awake. We don't have to work in the morning. Like, what? Do we, uh, let's just go to Steak and Shake." And I don't know, just stupid stuff like that. But I don't really remember a lot about you know working um, during the end of the summer part like I, I kind of remember some more stuff in the fall than I do like that well and we've already had some discussion in the previous episodes both uh the first one with Jonathan and the second one that I did with just Kelly surrounding the differences between my fall 2001 program and the 2002 program in general namely that immediately after my program ended from then on everyone under 21 was automatically placed in a wellness apartment sorry guys that was absolutely (laughs) our fault Uh, but of course Y'all also didn't have, you know, that major world event, 9-11, take place during your program. So that didn't stop us. 
<laughs> well, but like, so I'm, uh, yo, I'm sure it didn't, it didn't stop me that summer either. But so because you guys didn't have 9-11 happen, I know your fall was very different from mm -hmm. my fall the previous year. And I'm curious about the things that changed for us that might've been back to normal while you were there. For instance, people still went to Disney in the fall of 2001, but the only times it ever felt crowded was on like major holidays. Um, and even then it was nothing like it had been for previous Thanksgivings, Christmases and New Year's. And, and honestly, I've been there over, um, I haven't been there over Thanksgiving or Christmas since my 2000, my fall 2001 program, but I've been there over New Year's. And even then it was like still nothing like it would have been before. I think I know now it's insane, but back then, it, even though it was really crowded those holidays for me in the fall of 2001, I know we knew it wasn't anywhere close to what it had been in previous years. Yeah. In the, in between times, sometimes it felt like we practically had the parks all to ourselves. So mm -hmm. summer is over. Kids are back in school. What was it like for you guys in the months between the summer rush, such as it was that year and the holidays. Let's go with Jonathan first and then Maria and Kelly again. So it was pretty awesome because you could, I mean, September you had full run of the parks. Like there was one time we legitimately did space mountain six times in a row where you get off and they're like, you want to ride again? Yes. Okay. Well you got to get off anyways, or we'll cascade, go up the exit and just get on again. And yeah, so I was pretty sick after that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, but what was, what was nice was that Epcot gave you the consistent hours, the consistent 40 hours mm -hmm. a week, you know, consistent times, things like that. So you didn't have to worry too much about um, money or anything of that nature. And, you know, tourism was still trying to recover. So you could get some pretty good deals. Like you go to Universal for, you know, next to nothing. Um, you could do Halloween Horror Nights for next to nothing as well. Like, I think we paid maybe 50 bucks for the Frequent Fear Pass that covered the entire um, Halloween Horror Nights. Yes, please. So we went like two or three, four times, something like that, just because can't go wrong with that um that was my big things and then just as the program went on like people just started getting more and more i would say in their routines like you know program starts everyone's super outgoing everyone's very hey you know let's do this let's do that let's you know meet random strangers and hang out with them and then you know, people started getting in their routines and, you know, see us in colleges and, you know, whatever else is too. And they're just like, I just want to go back to my apartment. I want to stay in my little bubble. I have a bubble now. Like, I don't want to do anything else. And so it was starting to like die down a little bit. And then Thanksgiving rolls around the week before Thanksgiving, weirdly enough, I thought was deader than September. Like at least in September, you had all the childless uh, couples and things like that that would come down and hang out. <laughs> Week before Thanksgiving, nobody traveled. Like that was the only time I was able to do test track twice without getting off. So one of the rare Disney achievements. <laughs> so, uh, Maria, what about you? I got to say about like, that. <laughs> what was, what was, well, fall was like your big 
you know, yes, that was your thing, right? So that was what I was there for. Yeah, coming in at the tail end of summer meant that when I really started getting to the pocket with the job, it was really slow. And uh, Jonathan mentioned the 50% off cast member discount at um, the Moroccan Pavilion. And that was how I got introduced to it. In fact, it was through him when we met up in person after I came to the program. And we went with a third cast member friend and we, you know, went and had lunch there. And we were one of maybe three or four tables in the entire restaurant. It was just really slow and it was almost eerie, uh, especially in such a big park like Epcot, how empty it feels when it's at a fraction of its capacity. So it did seem that it was very slow all the way through September and really didn't start picking up even a little bit until getting later into October because there was the Halloween, the not so scary Halloween parties which were at Magic Kingdom and not Epcot, but still things like that, that, you know, do tend to attract a little bit more crowds. So, you know, things like started picking up a little bit more and a little bit more um, through October, November started getting a little bit more crowded, but not that bad. And then I do remember working in um, November during Thanksgiving and it, it was busy, but it, you know, probably compared to the next, you know, couple years afterwards, it's probably nothing. I guess I didn't have a whole lot of faces for comparison because I had never been there in the fall before. But definitely, um, fast forwarding a little bit to New Year's Eve, that that was we did not quite reach capacity that night, but it was all hands on deck, very crowded because Epcot turned into just one big uh, all night party. That's like the one time it, it's open really, really late. But other than that, it was, you know, steady Eddie. You know, it opens at what, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, I don't know. Yeah. Illuminations, boom, you're done. <laughs> and I always knew that when Illuminations was starting, that was my cue. Like, okay, I'm going to do one last uh, like trash run. I'm going to go close the bathrooms and pull all the trash in there. And usually by the time I was done, the crowds would be leaving Epcot, like the show was over. So you can just like, you start to get into a rhythm and time things after a while when you're at a park that has such a like steady rhythm, like Epcot did. You could straight like, set your watch to Illuminations. My first week or two, maybe even three, and I actually would just go watch Illuminations for a while and then like go do the trash. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, fall 2001 when I was at Magic Kingdom, and this is something I talked about in my first iteration of this series, my 20 year reunion for, for 2001, was Fantasy in the Sky was every night. Yeah. Um, I remember it was seven or seven thirty. I think it was seven thirty because mm. even though there was like no one there, they still had to do the fireworks because they fireworks have an expiration date or at least at Disney they do, I guess. Oh, I don't know. Uh -huh. um, so it, it, it was very often where we would be walking like across the stage to get to the tunnels from pirates and magic kingdom and fantasy in the sky is going on above us. And mm -hmm. have, like, like you said, like clockwork, I, I will yeah. say that I think that the, the idea of a downtime at Disney now let's discount obviously 2020 Mm -hmm. And probably even early 2021. Um, yeah. Still super limiting entrance into the parks and everything, which I don't think they're doing anymore. But 
uh, up until well shoot actually i'm trying to think i i went to disney november of last year november of 2021 and it was absolutely crazy uh now granted it was a race weekend a run disney weekend so that's uh, okay weekend. yeah but yeah I, I think the idea of an actual dead time at disney while it didn't really stop happening until probably like the mid 20 teens or so it 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 was a long time after we were there because i mean i i used to go that i would always plan my disney trips during dead times mm -hmm. you know? and they weren't dead like they were in the fall of 2001 but you could still go in like over halloween or in mid-september and it would be slow enough where the longest wait is like 45 minutes for a popular yeah. ride. And that has yeah. happened in a lot. Like I would love to take <laughs> my family to Disney World because none of them have ever been my husband, my husband and my two stepkids, but I mean they're Californians, man. They've been to Disneyland. Well, okay, yeah, they got the OG out there. But, but yeah. I mean I say that, but I think they've been to Disneyland. The kids haven't been there but once. So and it also different animal also different animal yeah. entirely yeah but yeah the, the dead times don't really exist anymore and i'm i'm sad about that because yeah like people just apparently take their kids out of school i don't know like <laughs> i guess so yeah people are gonna go to disney come hell or high water and i me. have heard that increasingly like there's really no such thing as like a really slow period like it was yeah. when we were college students or even, or even years after, honestly. Yeah. Years and years well. after. So, Kelly, what about you? What do you remember from the fall of 2002 in terms of, like, I mean, you, you guys all worked at Epcot, too, which is, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm not getting a fair and balanced. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, all right. I didn't have ships anywhere else until I was on my second program. Whatever. I hate all of you for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we no, should have I, invited because then you would have a Med Kingdom perspective. Oops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. The crowds, yeah, it, it, I remember them slowing down and everything. And But I, for some reason, because I worked New Year's Eve and I worked in the front. I was Gateway. So I was Leave a Legacy. I was Strollers. I was the photo, you know, store and um, gateway gifts I was all up there so we were leave a legacy I think I was standing over there and I thought what I remember they closed the park at 11 o'clock like that morning like maybe they it re like some people left and they re but I remember them saying like we're at capacity oh maybe they were yeah because I was like right up there at front and we would you know talk to the people and they were like we're done we're at capacity and that was like early in the morning but then they could have you know reopened I don't know um but I know I, I remember that, you know, those times, that crazy times. And I worked in like the photo. So just talking about people leaving the park after illumination. <sighs> I worked in the photo when when you had to go in and like look at your photos and like get them printed mm -hmm. and do all that. And that was insane. Like that was nuts. The lines of I'll people bet. waiting until the very last minute to come do that. And I remember my sister, because my sister did the college program. And then she did, um, she did a, um, a what was it called? The, the professional internship or the advanced internship? Advanced, yeah, or something. And uh, so she was there at the same time. And her and her friends came in with her video camera. 
<laughs> during the busiest <laughs> times. And she's like, I didn't even know. I'm like oblivious and I'm just like doing this and I'm I'm running around, running around. And then finally they're like, Kelly, Kelly. And I, I'm like, oh. and you just see my face. I'm like, thank you. I'm like, go away. I'm busy. Um, I do remember, and this has nothing to do with like the crowds and stuff, but something that always stood out. My, um, It was in the fall because we went to uh, the Mickey's Not So Scary. And for some reason back then it was cheap to go. I don't remember the exact price, but I don't remember it being a hundred and whatever it is now, but we had inventory that night. So we had to work overnight, but a couple of us decided, Oh, let's go to the Mickey's not so scary and then go to work overnight. And so, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, to be that young again. Right. We were like, <laughs> Oh, it'll be fine. It's fine. Well, while we're at the party, we decided to get our faces painted, you know, and um, I had like the little glittery like wings off my eyes, but one of my coworkers got his entire face painted like Tigger. And um, that's how does he look? <laughs> and I don't know what who else did something. So we <laughs> we leave the party. We get to Epcot. We're in the back. We all walk in the back, and our one of the managers goes, mm, "Um, what's?" what's going on and we were like uh we just came from the halloween party you know and he was like okay and he goes you know what i don't care it's overnight there's no guests whatever do what you want and we were like okay <laughs> so he let us work like that all night i remember because i got at like eight in the morning went to my sister was working at the international the um what was their apartment called the commons or something is that what it was yep. called? Yeah. So no, they they were in the commons. Yeah, yeah, the commons. No. Yeah, the commons. Yeah. So we go. <laughs> she took a picture of me. I was so tired, and I just had all this glitter like <laughs> wings on my face. <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad. It was fun though. That was that was that was pretty fun. <laughs> so Kelly's talking about Disney looks and then going to work. I did get my hair cut once at the Main Street Barber Shop. Just once because I couldn't get hmm. a time at Kingdom Cutters or Hairport or whatever else. And they offered a cast member discounts. So you could get it done. You know, it looks great. You know, they do a good job. Um, and, and I think I had done it like once or twice before. So I was pretty comfortable with it. And, you know, I didn't have to clock in until later. So I'm like, hey, you know, it's great. I'll get my hair did and then, you know, hop over to Epcot and start my shift. So go, I get my cast member haircut, number two short, you know, look great looks fresh looks great and then he's finishing up and he's like all right now for the final touch i'm like no don't do it as he's throwing glitter like the mickey mouse cocaine glitter in my hair i'm like no i have to work no oh, i still tip i still tip don't worry but but uh, yeah, that shit does not get out easily. So I spent, you know, a good like 20 minutes in the bathroom trying to get everything out. Um, and let me tell you, no matter how hard you try, it was still in there. Uh, yeah, oh, it, it's shit. Like in the cosplay and Every world. manager came over. Every manager came over. And yeah, you went to, you know, uh, Main Street Barbershop before you came here, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I tried to get it all up. All right. <laughs> Everyone in the cosplay noticed. world, we call we call glitter like cosplay herpes. Like 
Which is such, that might be like a, I, that might be like a thing that you're not supposed to say anymore. If it is, oh, I haven't heard it, but it, it gets funny. everywhere and you can't get rid of it. So I wanted to bring up like how much it has changed. Once, once the Disney look was mentioned, I wanted to bring up how much it has changed. Oh, yeah. Because this is during Except my man- This is during my management internship, but I actually got like a hey, Tara, go fix your hair because apparently my highlights were too chunky. I still yeah. like looking back, I'm like, they weren't though. It was like my hair was dark blonde and I had mm-hmm. highlights. It was it wasn't chunky and unnatural but yeah 2006 so for them i guess you know they said my highlights were too chunky so i went and bought a box of dark brown hair dye and dyed my hair dark brown (laughs) (laughs) and i walked into work the next morning and they were like what the fuck like you didn't need to do that and i was like i mean listen you said fix my hair. You said my highlights were too. Well, I, I wasn't going to go pay, right? To get my hair fixed somewhere at $32,500 a year when my apartment is $800 a month, you know, I'm, I'm working as a Disney manager. So, yep, my hair was dark brown for a while. Don't ever ask me to share those pictures. There's like one of them. But I, I do think it's interesting, and, and I also like it, how much they've relaxed the mm-hmm. Disney look standards because they mm-hmm. were pretty ridiculous. Um, they were very, very prescriptive and stringent and yeah, like yes, you could have a mustache but not a beard, which is just yeah, weirdly seventies like <laughs> gross. Unless you are Joe Rody, you know, Imagineer, uh, extraordinary. Well, right, if, if you were, if you were an onstage cast member, you could. Yes, yeah, so I remember the, um, you know unacceptable beard or even mustaches or police. But a mustache is fine? Gross. Also, guys can have longer hair now. Hair coloring is allowed if it's a naturally occurring color. So, like, they don't allow, like, bright colors, but Mm -hmm. I think my supposedly chunky highlights would would be okay now (laughs) when they weren't in 2006. Uh, Nail polish is allowed. Oh, that's development. Yeah. Well, and I, I... I think it's allowed everywhere because I feel like I was allowed to have, you were allowed to have natural nail polish. Mm-hmm. You're like nudes. Yeah. But you weren't allowed to have nail polish at all if you worked uh, anywhere in foods, but there's no, there. It, it seems like there's not a distinction between Interesting. one people can have it and another can't tattoos. Like the tattoo thing is a big thing. Because they can't be on the face, head, or neck. That's weird because I feel like I have tattoos on the back of my neck. Mm-hmm. So apparently I still can't work at Disney because I have a, I have two tiny tattoos on the back of my neck. And if I wear my hair up, you might be able to, like, you could see them, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't you might know, be okay with it then if your hair was down. But well, no, no, I don't want to do that. I mean, and well, and this is, they, they relaxed these standards fairly recently, but when I was, when I moved to Florida in 2016 and I was applying for jobs, it was like, if you're in the, an office job, which was what I was applying for, it was fine. But I was looking at some of the on stage jobs just out of curiosity. And it said that 
if you have if you have tattoos on, on your neck now but here's the thing like is it the front of it that feels like i feel like they're probably thinking of the side to the yeah front. yeah right so that that would be my assumption but I, I mean, I like that they do allow visible tattoos as long as they're not like offensive. Um, you know, like, I, I had a friend Good. who he was actually one of my cast members when I was a manager at uh, Sunset Ranch Market. He didn't have the tattoos at the time, but he either he stayed at Disney. I think he went home and then went back to Disney like a year later after he graduated college. And he was working in merchandise, not foods, but he had gotten a tattoo of like the D20s, like the, the mm-hmm. you know, like what you think of yeah. as and dragon's dice, right? On yeah. his thigh, on, on his forearm. And he had to wear a nude colored long sleeve shirt all the time, even though he was yeah. outside a lot of the time. And mm-hmm. I was like, dude, why did you get those tattoos if you're going back to Disney? That seems like a bad idea. I love I love your commitment to D and D, but like, you know, it was very real. I remember being paranoid because I had dyed my hair a dark auburn color that was a plausible color. Actually, a lot of people didn't know it was not my real natural color, and I was so afraid of the Disney look that I had it dyed actually darker than my hair is not actually true black it is a very very dark brown so it was even darker than it really was and that was strange and then i i got to the program and saw what some people were getting away with i was like oh i totally could i didn't need to dye my hair apparently my child was too much (laughs) i the thing though that i was really glad to hear that they finally gave up a few years back was um, making it mandatory that if you were in a professional role or any role as a woman wearing a skirt, you didn't have to wear nylon anymore. I did a second internship after I graduated college. I had to wear nylons if I wanted to show my leg in Orlando, Florida. Like, Miserable. What kind of 1970s, 80s bullshit is that? Who wears nylons? Like, welcome I, to Disney. Well, yeah. As late as 2005, we were definitely still wearing nylons. Oh no, I, absolutely. Gross. It was still that way yeah. in 2006, and I never wore a skirt to work. Never. I always wore pants. Always. I mean, yeah. at least they let let us let us all wear pants. I guess because that probably wouldn't have been a lot. Like, yeah. Pants before or something I like say they were probably late to that, that you're femme presenting too. you have to wear a skirt all the time <laughs> mm. you know some things are obvious close toe shoes etc but come on yeah Iowa. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody likes wearing nylons and also like how many pairs of nylons did you get <laughs> so many so many i i'm pretty sure i had to buy a pair at least once every other week if not more frequently. But again, that was my second internship. And I only sometimes wore skirts for that very reason. Like, I'm a little cute. Like, my nylons are like, they've got them running them. So I got to wear no slacks today. But at, at on my college program internship, those white costumes actually were pretty comfortable. And because it was so hot, after a while, you got to realize, oh, this is a blessing. I'm in like white cotton it was kind of light and I was mostly comfortable 
And it wasn't until late November through like when I left in early January that I did have like a, a jacket, like a company issued um, jacket to wear. I'm not sure which was worse. The, the polyester pirate's <laughs> costume that weighed like 20 pounds. I mean, it didn't, but it felt like it, right? The pants were super thick. Mm-hmm. And they've changed them since then. But like the pants are super thick. And then we had like, I think the shirt we wore actually was linen. But mm. the vest over it was like velvet. Oof. With the lining. And the, the pants were heavy. They were so heavy. But thankfully at Pirates, you weren't really outside all that much. I, I know That's now they're yeah. out in the sun because the line gets longer. But back when I was there, we were, even as greeter, you were almost always in the shade. But then at Pizza Fari, it was an indoor restaurant and it was air conditioned. So it wasn't, even when you're working in the kitchen, which is what I did most of the time, it wasn't super uncomfortable. But it was still like what we were wearing, it was thin and it was this sort of like, silky satiny polyester that it wasn't when you were at work that was the problem it was like if you're working later in the day which i usually went to work at 10 but if there were no bikes available it's like a it was like a mile and a half walk from my car to where i worked and there were almost never bicycles available because that was a thing they provided animal kingdom was bicycles because it was so big but they were people who got there earlier and nobody's getting off work early enough right for their super rare yeah available for you to ride to work at if you're at on a 10 a.m shift so that like mile and a half walk at 10 a.m in the summer orlando heat (laughs) in this like silky satiny polyester that just you start sweating and it sticks to you uh I I, I think that might have been worse than than the pirates polyester. Well, Kelly, you got to wear shorts, so I did. We got well. We had nylons. We well, okay, but skirt you have to wear nylons. (laughs) Let me show you. So this, we got to wear polos and and khaki shorts, right? But those Leave a Legacy shirts, these ones, yeah, terrible. They were terrible. Yeah, they look. Yeah, <laughs> they were they were awful. But the polo, like, like there's me, the polo and the shorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fine. And Jonathan's down here with me. Like, I got to work in air conditioning all the <laughs> yep. snappy little hey, back. Now, oh, look at so me. I'm on a segue. When you were, <laughs> yeah, it's my little black hot pants. Yep, I believe uh, you coined that, Rhea. So I had <laughs> black pants that were like polyester pants. And they made me look great and a uh, blue shirt and the gray vest. And when you went outside, it was death. Um, they <laughs> clung up on you, you know, just like sucked up. And, uh, you know, it was like Spanx before Spanx became a thing. And then the moment you walk inside Innoventions, I mean, it's just, poof, it just pops out and everything really becomes relaxed. nice and loose fitting again and it's just like an aura of relief but i had a few summer colds uh during my program because you would just keep going in air conditioning out of air conditioning mm-hmm. in out in out so you would always catch summer colds and i still can't escape that to this day because i go into data centers now which are of course like the 
temperature of mm -hmm. Antarctica. Yeah, there's stupid cold. And then you go outside and, oh, hey, it's summer and it's 90 degrees outside the data center. So enjoy catching a cold again. <laughs> I remember, well, I remember wearing, having to get the pea coats, the Disney, the big yeah. black pea coats. Because I worked, so when we worked at Leave a Legacy, you would have to go stand underneath Spaceship Earth. And underneath Spaceship Earth is like this massive wind tunnel. And when it was cold, like you were just standing there just shivering, <laughs> freezing. <laughs> I remember that so well. And standing at Leave a Legacy, you were just like, you're just standing there. And so we all had our peacoats on. I wanted one of those peacoats so bad, but all we had was like a light <laughs> spring jacket for our interventions <laughs> costume. So even though it was like, you know, middle of, uh, you know, December, you still could only get away with like a light spring coat. And that was it. But also like middle of December at Disney is like, how cold did it actually get? I mean, for, for uh, us in 2001, it, it got down into like the 50s. I think mm, in the sounds about right at the time me being from Connecticut I was like this isn't that bad <laughs> I, I was I was like going swimming on my birthday in mid-December when it was like 75 degrees right like that's true you, you could I think it really it was when um the sun went down that that's when it actually yeah. got cold for, for us it rained all Christmas day and I got sick from it and that is the worst time to get sick as a Disney employee because you're not supposed to call out. You can get in big, big mad trouble yep. for calling out. But I was like, uh, I am like incapacitated because I stood out in the rain yeah. on, uh, doing a parade shift on Christmas Day for like four or five mm. hours. It, yeah, yeah. So that that was cool. That'll do it. Oh, fun, fun. I guess last thoughts on your fall programs and talk to me about leaving and how it changed your lives as a whole, please. <laughs> I remember towards the end of the, the program and I remember the night before I had to leave, um, a bunch of us went to watch Illuminations together. So my last night there, we went and watched Illuminations and then we, we were up all night cleaning the apartment, packing our stuff, like getting ready to go. And while it, while I was on my college program, I remember my parents had called me because I lived in Arkansas at the time when I, when I was going to college and I got, and I went to um, Disney. But while I was down there, my parents called and told me they were moving to Michigan. So, and they weren't coming down to pick me up. I had to fly. So I, I had to leave a lot of stuff with my sister to ship back and then because I was like I can't take all this stuff on an airplane and uh so we were up all night I think I still have pictures of like me and Amanda Jessica like sitting there like all just like our hair everywhere we're all sad I remember going up and talking to the guys upstairs I have I well I had video of you know talking to people and then I have like this little book that people wrote in so like all my work coworkers, like roommates things and just like messages and everything and I remember going home or new home Michigan I had never my parents were from or my dad was from there so I had never lived in Michigan I left palm trees and flew into like snow and my mom standing at the airport with a giant winter jacket waiting for me to get on the plane I was like where am I um and so I didn't know anybody there. I didn't have friends, you know, I didn't know anybody. And it was like, what do I, what do I, 
what do I do now? <laughs> All my friends are, you know, from Florida and everything. And so it was just like keeping in touch with them, like just constantly, you know, emailing and whatever, talking all the time. And until I started going to school there and then actually became a campus rep for the college program. So uh, I did that for a little bit while I was there um, because I was like, I just don't, I don't want to let go. I, I, you know, you were just like, I still want to be a part of it. It was hard. It was hard to leave because I had never, I, well, I had moved out and lived in the dorms when I started in college. Um, but yeah, it was just hard. It was really hard. And I, I remember coming back and or now living in Florida and I went to the parks one day and um, I was at Magic Kingdom and we're watching the fireworks and I see these this group of kids, like college, you know, age kids, and they're all crying and they're hugging and they're and I'm like, their college program is over. <laughs> like I just knew it. I could tell. And they're like, how do you know? I'm like, I know. I just I can I see it. I know. So for me, um, boy, you know, we, we talked about how it kind of started to die down a, a little bit, you know, as it, it started to become November time frame. And then by like Thanksgiving, we started to get in our South American friends. So, you know, you're uh, Brazilian. Brazil, um, Argentina, um, Peru. So, you know, they had all these internationals because it was summer for them. So they came up on an ICP for basically, I think it was like from November to February. And that like new life into Vista because they were here to party and oh, yes. they weren't going to let some like lame ass uh, Americans stop them. And man, it was, it was awesome to have that new breath of life to meet new people. You know, they were all super outgoing, maybe more outgoing than um, what we're used to. So that was great as well. And that, it, it was a lot of fun, you know, to kind of make the end of it, but you know, talking about the end i was a bad roommate i may have gone to pleasure island on my last night to see this girl that i was slightly dating and uh you know it was supposed to be oh yeah i'm gonna go for just an hour and then i'll come back and then i may have been there until 1 30 and uh then got back to the apartment and they had already finished cleaning except for the bathroom so i was up till four cleaning the bathroom because again i was a very bad roommate um and then we all I was the worst. It, it was my first time living with other humans that weren't related to me. Okay, give me a break. So, anyways, so we go find some like shady ass hotel on 192 to stay at for a couple days because we had booked a Disney cruise. So we took advantage of our cast member discount. Uh, got a Disney cruise. I think it left on. We were done on the third. Left on the fifth. So we spent, we had worked out agreements with our leaders to let us keep our IDs until the 10th, which was awesome. And uh, we just went to the parks for a couple days um, and then did the Disney cruise. And that was a lot of fun as well. And that was my first cruise. Yeah. So my first cruise was a Disney cruise. So that was a lot of fun. And then they dropped me off at the airport and told me to get the hell out of the car. Um, but, you know, leaving, I was so sad I, I cried at the airport i was a little wobbly baby but i did become a campus rep so you know they were still running that program back then and you know i found out i applied and uh you know i got a phone call from the you know regional 
cast member who was in charge of, you know, our sector, if you will. And uh, he actually also went to RIT. So, you know, I'm like, all right, sweet. It might have a little bit of an in. So went to the interview, kind of dressed up a little bit, um, found a belt finally, and then went to it. And, you know, we had a good chat and he's like, you know, we never really had a campus rep at RIT. So you'd be like the first person to do this. Like, oh, this is pretty cool. So it's going into the situation completely blind. Okay, how do you set up all, you know, basically like a recruiting effort on campus. Um, but, you know, instead of like for the CIA, it was for Mickey Mouse. So same level of scrutiny there. But it, it was great. You know, I, I still got to keep in touch, you know, some other reps came on board, you know, as I had done my thing. So that was really nice. Got to make some friends at RIT that way. One of them was in hospitality. So got to meet a lot of her friends and made friends at RIT that way. Um, so that was a big thing for me. So it was still really tough. And I was still basically an outcast at that school because now you're happy-go-lucky outgoing personality at a tech school with people that are the <laughs> absolute opposite of that. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, holding open doors, you name it. So we, we found the alumni hangout again and, you know, we, we found a lot of other 2002 alums and, you know, kind of got back into our groove of, you know, chat rooms and things like that. And I reconnected with Rhea. We both got really busy during our program, um, not like that, but um, like we just, <laughs> we, we just had, we just had life get in the way. So we were able to reconnect and that was just the best thing. And, you know, then I got to meet Tara and- Basically introduce me to Rhea. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. But uh, <laughs> Rhea is still, Rhea, Rhea is still the longest friend that I have. Wow, over 20 years you know, now. I, I'm, I'm oh, forever, forever grateful. Mm -hmm because of that yeah yeah i mean no. I, I i have friends from my 2001 so, program no, i can't say that like kelly is my longest friend but i will say that i have seen kelly more hung out with kelly more <laughs> and spent more time with kelly because <laughs> we both do you know run disney I finished the water that was in it but i got my cup <laughs> oh gosh so the last days of my college program was re really like the last few grains in an hourglass. So uh, New Year's Eve at Epcot, like Kelly was saying, was bonkers crazy. Uh, so mm -hmm. that was my last day of work. And um, it was a Tuesday. And I only know that because I still have my telecast in here in my scrapbook, but I'm not going to pick it up again. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and that was the only time that I had worked, I worked, you know, past nine o'clock because I've cut normally closed at the same time mm -hmm. every night. And I remember I was on a 12 hour shift. So I was probably scheduled from uh, something like one o'clock in the afternoon to one o'clock AM, something like mm -hmm. that. And I had uh, uh, the radio, which I normally didn't have an, at least not so late in the night. And uh, it was, that that day was a blur. It was so crowded, and we were just trying to keep up. And afterwards, a bunch of my fellow cast members, other college program students, 
uh, and maybe one or two that were actually full-timers that just hung out with us because they were really young. We went to a Denny's and we just sat around just shooting the shit together at Denny's until about seven o'clock in the morning. And one of my friends who I, I remember, he was actually a full-time cast member, but he was about our age. And I had driven with him and he locked himself out of his car. So we're in the parking lot of Denny's and I happened to have AAA even though I didn't have a car. And so I called AAA, got his car unlocked. He dropped me off, uh, you know, Vista Way. And my roommates were, you know, cleaning and um, a little bit. But because our checkout, our departure date, I think, was the 3rd or the 4th of January. So I think the next day I may have just gone to a park or two with some other people who happened to have the day off. And I do remember just the mad dash to, you know, clean and pack and ship a couple boxes home because I was flying home and and then just get rid of just straight up. We had laundry baskets full of crap that we (laughs) just left. I don't know where outside our door, probably, or by the dumpsters because we uh, building 27 was towards the front of the, um, the entrance right next to the pool and the education building. And it was funny. Oh, I was chuckling, John. I was listening. I was in building 28. You were my neighbor. We I am. Because I, Probably. I had a thing for, oh, I was, I was thinking of building 26. There was an apartment of guys in building 26 oh. that I like to hang out with. <laughs> anyway, that's another story. Yeah. That's another story. Um, but yes, Jonathan, I was re- I was watching re watching the replay of part one, and you guys were talking about the apartment buildings. The numbering made no sense because no. John's building was twenty four, mine was twenty seven. They were complete opposite sides of Vista Way. But you know, just trying to like see some people, you know, one last time, get one last in at the park, uh, use up our, our cast member coupons. Remember that? Uh, you know, we got like 50 percent off of yeah. things. And- yeah, trying to use everything up and just squeeze every last drop out of that experience before going to the like graduation ceremony mm-hmm. and taking a picture in which all of us looked really toe up. Just, just <laughs> those last few days were rough, and we were we were good girls. We the the three girls that I had met before the college program. Uh, we ended up being the last four in the apartment because one girl ended up moving out. We we had drama with her. She had drama with everybody. She ejected herself from our apartment. I don't know what became of her. The other girl got so homesick at Christmas time that she quit and just went home. Or it was ending? Like, oh my yeah, God. Like, just, yeah. Just, just suck it up hang. for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do that hang. to your t- teammates what the hell yeah she mm-hmm. so she self-termed and and left so wow. they had that front room in the three-bedroom apartment and um so one of my roommates and i we we got along great we were the two virgos so like we were both like when it came to cleanliness <laughs> type a every our room was always neat it that. was i loved it. it it was yeah michelle was a great roommate and our other two roommates um they still stayed in their room, but Michelle and one of the, the girls from the other room kind of claimed the front bedroom bathroom as their own. And they like hung out in that room. So they're like, fine, you guys are responsible for cleaning it. We're not going to clean it at the end of the program. 
And I do distinctly remember that I was cooking for everybody because I said, all right, listen up, girls. Like, we have all this food we got to get rid of. I am taking whatever is in this kitchen and I'm just going to cook for the last few days, especially since they were all working right up till the very end and I wasn't. So, um, but yeah, we, we were all pretty sleep deprived, just trying to stay up late and get things done. And we went to that graduation ceremony. And then I just remember the very last night, um, maybe into early morning, because uh, I do have a picture of the four of us that was taken right outside near the bus depot. Because I think one or two of us was taking the Mears shuttle to the airport early in the morning. And we, it's a good thing this was 2002 because it wasn't digital pictures. It was like kind of those blurry film pictures, but we like puffy from crying. And, you know, we, we really had a moment. We had become very, very close um, as roommates by the very end. And I was going back to Pittsburgh first, back home for a few days and then being driven to, you know, back to Kent State. And I was, um, I was absolutely gutted. I was really, really sad to leave, you know, some of the best friends I've ever made in my life, uh, you know, uh, going on to like stay connected to people like Jonathan, uh, you know, I've, went up to Rochester to visit him a few times. I went to his wedding. He didn't go to mine. <laughs> I will forget um, that. In my defense, I was... Anniversary. <laughs> yeah, it was the anniversary cruise, and you know I tried my damnedest to get to Pittsburgh I know, on time, I and know. there were no flights that would have, wouldn't have got me there until after the ceremony. Yeah, no. It, it Trust was, me. It was great because I was able to go back to school, stay, stay in touch. Cause you know, we, I don't even know that we had MySpace. No, then. I don't think no. we did. Kelly Maybe. got me into MySpace in like 2005. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, I read my journal in 2004, which is how I met you, Rhea. Yes. And, yes. And, and I know you'd know, like, I met Jonathan through the message boards, mm -hmm. and I'm sure you were on there, but like, mm -hmm. when I connected on Live Journal, which yes. that's, that's an entire. <laughs> That's an entire other thing. And my live journal is still out there. It's WDWCP. Oh, mine, mine exists. <laughs> it is just locked down so that nobody <gasps> but me can see anything that's on it. Uh, and nobody wants to see anything that's on it. Oh, it's, it's well, mine's just insufferable. I, I was such a goody two shoes. Yeah. I was terrified of getting terminated. So I didn't go to parties. I think I went to exactly one party that did have alcohol. It was a, a friend who was was 21. So they were in Chatham Square. And I went to that party, but it wasn't a banger. Like we didn't, there was no, no chance of a raid. It was very classy. Anyway, um, stayed another semester at Kent State and then transferred schools the following fall to Valparaiso University and there I applied for the campus rep program and I was probably the first campus rep to be at Valpo and um, so did the, those three other girlfriends uh, they all became campus reps at their schools and so the following New Year's Eve we actually planned a reunion trip together and that's where these shirts came from. Elise had these shirts made, like they had our names on it. I mean, just remember the early aughts was like 
the time. You just had shirts with your name on it. Yes. <laughs> the early odds was the time. You just had I shirts mean, with your name on it. I feel, I'm, I'm writing this down. Like, <laughs> we had, we pierced our tongues, our navels, yeah. got shirts with our names on it. I actually did have a nose ring that following spring. Um, pierced ourselves, put our names on shirts. And... <laughs> Uh, there were um, there were at least so I've got an R so I've got an RIT spin on it. I knew people with sweatshirts with their aim screen names on it. Yeah. So yeah. same thing. All that stuff, and uh, we went on this. The four of us went on a reunion trip. So because we were campus reps, we still got that sweet cast member discount. We got in for free. Mm -hmm. uh, we stayed at Caribbean Beach and had a blast. Like we went to Epcot on New Year's Eve, and it was really great being a guest and not a cast member <laughs> for that one. And yeah, like in the like years that a couple years that followed, like I I remember Tara. I kind of I think I knew of you, like your maybe your screen name in 2002 but yeah we didn't really connect into live journal and then we met in person i mean i did with, have a website so. yeah <laughs> i vaguely remember that and then and then 2005 i was on my second internship and i met up with you and mia mm -hmm. at uh crossroads that, that was might have been hooters it was like the hooters and the, yes, the crossroads yes <laughs> crossroads you know, and then you just fast forward through your life. And, and I was just thinking, like, I was telling my husband, I said, oh, this is a reunion for, for me and John and Tara. We went to Vegas 10 years ago and, and like, <laughs> party rock. Well, you and, I, you and I went to Vegas in 2010. Yes. And then we wonderful. went again in, the, in September 2011. I believe. In, we went, yeah, yep, I September was, 2011. That was right after like my California trip. I randomly had like a Southwest credit that I was, because back then they used to allow you to give them to other people. And I was like, I have yeah. this Southwest credit. And it covered like your entire plane ticket. And there was no way I was going to be able to use it. Yeah. It was like Thank 70 bucks or something. Yeah. Whatever. Like I, you were like, yeah, so you flew from San Diego, which is so crazy because, like, I've driven, you know, to Vegas. Like, oh, it's about a four-hour drive, yeah. From where I am now, it's like three and a half hours. Yeah, but, you know, to like to to be able to like stay connected and the aforementioned roommates. Like, we the last time we were all together again in person was for my roommate, roommate Michelle. She got married in 2012. We were all there for her wedding, and and that was the last time we all four were together. Elise got married three or four years later and one of the girls couldn't come, but the rest of us were there. And then in my wedding, two of those girls were in my wedding party. So, and one of them is coming with me and my husband to Columbia for my like 40th birthday gift to myself in a month. And it just blows my mind to, to like think that I turned 20. Wait a minute. How are you older than me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm rolling up on a, in less than a month now on 40. By so like a I. couple months. So it's not, Oh my God. You're yes. older, than, me. Oh, older right. than you by a month. I just turned 39 on Sunday. So yeah. So <laughs> you're still younger. So fuck you. Happy <laughs> birthday, remember, like, thank you. Being 19, like the last year I was a teenager and turning 20 on my college program. Oh, and, and now, like looking back twenty years later and realizing that was literally half my lifetime ago. 
<laughs> it's absolutely insane to me because yeah. I remember so little from it, but I also documented a lot of it. So I went back, Kelly and I were talking about this on the last episode. Like I went back through all of my journal entries because I had a written journal, not a live journal. <laughs> and I went back at one point, I scanned all of my like written journal entries into a computer. Cause I was like, what happens if I lose these? I don't want to lose these. Mm -hmm. So I have all of them like in files and I was reading through them to try to remember shit that happened. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just absolutely insane to me how much I don't remember when, and, and I say that when like, I have such clear memories of random things from mm -hmm. 10, mm -hmm. 15, 20 years ago, but the call, both of my college programs are such a blur. I mean, like I said, it, I was there for two months and maybe 10 days ish. And it felt like I was there forever. And nowadays, two months is like nothing. nothing. Yeah. Blink. It's a blink. Like two months ago, my stepkid had just barely finished his sophomore year in high school and he already has started back for his junior year. And I'm just like, how do we get to these points? I, I mean, shit, it doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't even feel like it was a year ago that I did that I was last at Disney. And I know Kelly came and saw me when I went to Disney for the, I think I did the, did I do the challenge? No, it was just the half marathon. Thank God. Yeah. Cause it was cold as fuck that weekend. <laughs> but that was almost a year ago. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, how did I, how was, how was that a year ago? But it also feels like it, time passes way too yeah. fast. And I know that's like an old person thing. <laughs> To say and also congrats on getting married i knew you did but <laughs> yeah i don't know when, when did you get married so we're coming up on our third anniversary this october well and kelly is engaged now congratulations what are you well, I, I don't know. congratulations <laughs> i know i don't Jonathan know Jonathan is married and has two children Mm hmm. <laughs> oh, Jonathan, when was your wedding? 20... 2014. Okay. It was 14. I remember because I had three weddings to go to that fall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that was just was a bad year. year. That was a bad year for me. So, yeah, we missed you at the wedding. It's been great to to be able to come back to, you know, people that I haven't seen or talked to in a long time. Although, Jonathan, I did see. Gosh, what was it? Two years ago, when my husband and I went on a getaway weekend for my birthday that year uh, in upstate New York, and it was just close enough to be like, "Hey, John, you want to be for lunch?" I know. I need to, I need to move back. I drove. To I drove the half hour down to Canadagua, and it was worth it. It was absolutely worth it. Yeah. We couldn't like touch or hug. Yeah, I think <laughs> sure we were six feet apart. Well, from before each other vaccine. For your yeah. Picture. Well. Okay, so on that note, I'm going to end this, and we can talk about more personal stuff after the fact of it. Do any of you guys have any last things you want to say? I'm just going to conclude my stuff with my summer 2002 program was weird and crazy, and it opened doors for me at Disney that I didn't expect it to, so it ended up being way more like influential in my life 
than I ever thought it would be. But also, as much as I have kept in touch with some of my friends from my 2001 program, I would say that I have done way more things with Jonathan and Kelly than I have with anybody from my 2001 program. I have visited Kelly in Florida a billion times. I visited Kelly in Michigan, Michigan. when there. <laughs> And we do run Disney together and sort of together. And <laughs> like we, we, we meet up and do the things and then we meet up after the race, you know, that yeah. type of thing. And Jonathan, like we've been on a ton of vacations together. Maria, I went out to San Diego and saw you out in San That's Diego. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. So I think that, and, and I know I didn't know Maria or Jonathan on the 2002 college program, but I feel like the friendships I fostered actually, weirdly enough, even if they came from after the fact, have been the most long lasting and important. So between that and the fact that the work that I did actually gave me an in to being a manager at Disney, it was a really weird but good experience for me. So, Kelly, any last thoughts on your 2002 college program? Um, yeah, just I was going to say the same thing. The friendships, the the people that I've met and that I still talk to and I still see. I actually, um, working at Epcot, we had um, this uh, uh, couple that worked, you know, with us, and and they just took care of all of us, like all the college kids, they would always, you know, they were like, Oh, come over, we'll have pizzas, like come over and hang out. They just so we call them mom and dad, they were mom and dad. And um, <laughs> I still keep in touch with them to this day, they actually live out in like near Vegas, I think. Um, but they they want to eventually move back down here. But they'll, they come down here, I go to Orlando, meet up with them. And it's just, I don't know, just the friendships and the people that I've met. Um, and then, you know, coming back down here now and I, you know, I get an annual pass and I go to Disney and people are like, why, why do you go to Disney? I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you don't understand. It's you, I can't even explain it. If you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> All right, John, then what about you? Last thoughts? Last thoughts. I mean, really it's the best, I mean, short of the married and kids thing. Um, best thing I've ever done. You know, it, it's, you know, just trying just trying to think of a way to properly define it or properly, like, compartmentalize it. And, you know, the, the biggest thing is, I would say, validation that being myself is okay. And that was huge because, you know, growing up, you're, you know, one way and then you like Disney. But, hey, that's not cool because you're a guy and you also like, you know, Star Wars and, you know, I'm person to groove and nerdy stuff. And, you know, that's not considered cool at RIT. And then you go down to this place and all that's not only okay, but everyone's into the same stuff too. And that's extremely important, you know, to know that other people like what you like, I would say, you know, and this is, you know, still in the days of the internet, but not, you know, but it was still hard to kind of try to find that sort of community online. So to be able to, you know, get it and get into it was amazing. And then, 
you know, when we went, it was, you know, before everybody had a cell phone, before everyone had an iPod, you know, people weren't okay. completely plugged in on the buses. So you were forced to interact with each other, right? <laughs> you couldn't just keep your phone open and, you know, text, call, whatever, keep in touch with everyone back home. Mm -hmm. Nope. You were forced to interact with other humans and you were forced to go yep. outside of your comfort zone, outside of your boxes. And that's really like the, was one of the best values of the program was, hey, look, I can, you know, meet all these new people. I can see new things. I can learn how to take tequila shots from a gay man from Iowa. Um, you know, that's the true thing. That's how I learned. Uh, thanks, Tim. Uh, you know, just you, you, you got to do things that you couldn't do anywhere else. And that was huge. I mean, and then just the people. I mean, I wouldn't know any of you, any of y'all, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, basically a lot of really weird circumstances and, and you know, I'm just really <laughs> glad that it happened. Yeah. I, um, I have been waxing real nostalgic since the 20 year anniversary of my check-in day was last Saturday. And for me, going on the Disney college program is one of those things, one of those side posts that I, when I look back on my life, I say that was life-changing. That absolutely changed the traje trajectory of my life and career to some extent. Taking that chance and, you know, running away from a aggressively lonely freshman year at college where I just like, I couldn't really find my niche and I didn't find my people. And to suddenly, you know, apply for this program I had never heard of, get accepted, and then within weeks, have all these new friends who were literally all over the country and to spend the whole summer just getting more and more excited and building up and getting there and um, really being like very far away from home for the first time. Cause I was only about two hours away from home at college and in the neighboring state, like it wasn't that far away, but to be in Florida and so far away and living in an apartment. It was the first time I had all these roommates. It was the first time I lived in an apartment without adults and to have to be the adult and figure out groceries and getting <laughs> along with other people. And, you know, those were the days of uh, the real world. And I think a lot of people went into it being like, it's going to be like the real world. Well, like, yeah, guess what? Like, yeah. All that drama that the cameras caught, like, that drama yeah. is real. Like that, that didn't have to be that manufactured. You live with other people. You have to figure it the fuck out. And it's not always easy <laughs> when people are coming from just different backgrounds, different cultures, uh, different ways of approaching the world or of privilege or of, you know, uh, I wouldn't trade that experience for absolutely anything in the world. And so it helped me be more confident in myself. Uh, and, yeah. and just better able to, to feel like, oh, I can set out to do something that looks crazy and big and I can do it. So I, I absolutely credit it for me having the courage to pack up my Honda Civic and move to California, to San Diego, sight unseen, you know, not that long later. And I did do that second internship and I, it was very different, uh, but I still had like relationships that formed out of that too. And yeah, having Disney on my resume, like, it, it did start conversations and mm -hmm. I carry all of that with me, you know, everywhere I go. Like I still have little touchstones like this <laughs> shirt. Yeah. I have all of my ears. This, yep. um, this robe behind me, I bought it on my college program 
in the Japan pavilion and it's still the robe that I wear around the house, <laughs> you know, and just these little touchstones all over my life that are still here because of something I did 20 years ago. It really was magical and it's fantastic. And I tell anybody who will listen how much I loved it, even on, on really crappy days and there were crappy days mm-hmm. um, <laughs> when I lost faith in humanity, the things that I had to clean up. But <laughs> uh, again, would not change it for the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, you definitely had the worst job out of I all have of stories. us. In some ways, the best, though, because I was very free to roam and I had my little hiding spots and I lost like 20 pounds because I was walking all the time and I'm really good at changing trash bags. <laughs> yeah, I gained a lot of fucking weight on my first Because <laughs> I wasn't walking anywhere and I was drinking a lot. <laughs> like way more than I ever had. <laughs> I went back I went back home and I lost like 15 pounds within like a month and a half, two months, because I was like, oh, I'm not just eating bagels from the cafe. Totino's pizza rolls. all that shit all that shit again thank you guys so 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 much for joining me for this final episode of pretty much all my 20-year reunion series i think unless unless i decide to (laughs) 20-year reunion when i was a manager which i was (laughs) so that would be an entirely different thing you should absolutely Uh, do that (laughs) Uh, Yeah, actually, I I think I probably will, even though it's like, oh, God, that was 2006. So, yeah, that's that's so many years from now. I can't think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Or just do a 25 year with all of us again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So as we close the episode, I just want to give a shout out to the Geek Saga Entertainment Heroes Tier Patreon, Tommy of the TKOK podcast network thanks so much for supporting us and thank you again to jonathan kelly and ria for joining me for this episode you can follow me across the web at a geek saga for updates on when you can catch future geek saga webcasts and podcasts including my upcoming pre-dragon con webcast on august 20th and hot d takes my brand new series on hbo's new show house of the dragon thank you guys again so much for joining have a lovely night Thank you for listening to the Geek Saga podcast. If you like what you heard, please check out other Geek Saga entertainment endeavors, including the Sagas and Sass webcast and podcast and Ice and Fire Con.